Hello, how is everyone? I hope you're all doing okay. I hope you've all had a good week. Well, mine hasn't been too bad. It's not been too bad at all, if I'm totally honest. Um, I'm going to do a bit of a quicker show this week, because the main thing that I really want to talk about is in the last week, um, I've had my letter that I've been waiting for for a while for an MRI scan. Now, it's been over a year since my last scan. And as we know, with MS, you're actually supposed to have a scan once a year. Um, just to sort of keep an eye on the disease, see what's going on, see if any new lesions are opening and whatever else. Now, whereas it's been over a year, what I've noticed, and I've, I've said it a few times, I think, when, when I've done shows recently, is I've noticed certain symptoms are getting worse. Uh, I've noticed that new symptoms have started from time to time. There's been uh, issues arise that are quite obviously um, not from old, old lesions or old injuries. It just it just seems that there's there's new things going on. The biggest of which I said it was Christmas Day, the night of Christmas Day. Uh, I started with a burning feeling, uh, coming and going, in my left foot, left ankle. That started working its way up my leg a little bit now. It's sort of in and around the calf muscle when it when it happens as well now. But I made mention when we was doing our, our TikTok Live, uh, the MS Roundtable TikTok Live on Wednesday at uh, 8 o'clock, I made mention that actually I've not heard anything for quite some time from the MS team uh, in terms of having an MRI. Well, I've got mid-date for my next treatment and I'm thinking, okay, so they're doing a treatment without actually checking. Turns out they're not. Uh, the date is here on Friday of this coming week. Uh, I've got my next MRI scan. Now, usually I'd get a letter for an MRI scan and I'd be thinking to myself, I'm a little bit, little bit, there's this trepidation about it. You know, there's a little bit of fear um, about the scan. Now, I know previously I've done a show towards the very, very start of this podcast where I talked about ways that I'd learned to, to get over my fear of scanners. I'm going to go back into that again today. Because there's people that may well have joined that have not listened back to old shows and it's perfectly fine, it's understandable. So I'm just going to kind of explain a little bit about how I overcome the fear, what fear was and everything else. But first, just the thought of the scan itself. There is no fear. I've got no, no concerns, no nothing for once. I've got a scan coming up and... I'm really not bothered. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not bothered. In fact, kind of excited in a way. Um, because, as I was saying, I can feel like there's new stuff happening. But I am interested to know what the actual story is. Is it old issues that are getting worse and becoming more pronounced? Or is there new things going on? We'll find out soon. We will find out soon enough. Um, and that's the whole point. For once, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm actually quite excited for the fact that 
I'm just going to get in the tube. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going to get in the tube uh, and get done. And in fact, I'm actually in a different scanner. Uh, the hospital that uh, I have my scans, you've got the scanner in the actual MRI department, which is the one I normally go in, which is kind of cool. I'll be fair. I've got used to it. I can give them a CD. They've got a nice big set of headphones that they give me. I can sit in there rocking out to a bit of 80s music and 80s rock, mainly, mainly. I did once actually go for um, something a little bit different. And it was okay. It was all right. But again, this time I'm looking for a bit of 80s rock to, to take with me. But I don't know for certain, because this is a mobile scanner, so I don't actually know whether I'm going to be able to listen to music this time. So it could potentially be a bit of a a bit of a change, a bit of a change of scenery and a bit of a change of thought process for me because, like I say, I'm used to sort of getting in there um, and knowing I'm going to be rocking out and trying not to sing along. I'll be fair, trying not to sing along because let's be, let's be honest, you're listening to that kind of music. It's very difficult not to try and... Um, yeah, just sing. <laughs> just sing. It's really difficult to not do. Uh, but it is, you know, it's going to be new. But again, I'm actually, I've got no fear. I've got no fear of it at all. I'm going to explain. It always used to be the minute I walked into the scanning room and saw the scanner, I would start to shake. I would genuinely, I'd start to shake and there's, there's nothing that could stop me. Even to the point when I was brave enough to actually get into the scanner, they couldn't scan me because I'm shaking so much that no matter what they tried, it was not possible for them to actually get a decent picture. So they'd have to whip me out. I couldn't stay in the scanner. Obviously, the way things went, you know, I went for a couple of uh, open scans which showed up the demyelination. Uh, that wasn't brain scans. Uh, open scanners can't do brain scans. It's only the closed scanners. So I sat there, I had those done. Uh, the second one I had to have the contrast dye put in just to double check what was going on to see if there was uh, any kind of other reason for the dark patches that were being seen. There wasn't. So, it came time that I really had to, to change things around a little bit for myself. Because I would never have got a diagnosis if it wasn't for the fact that I overcame the fear of the closed scanner. Because they needed to do a brain scan. And let's be fair, I'm actually quite impressed they found a brain in the first place. I've said that before. I'll say it again. <laughs> my personal thought on it is it means there's actually something rattling around in there it isn't just like a, a mouse in a wheel going round and round and round you know is what it is um, but I looked on some uh, support groups and there was suggestions made and I kind of doctored those suggestions a little bit to myself and it worked it worked. The first one was actually one that I came up with on my own. 
And what that was is the minute I walked into the scanning room itself, um, walked straight up to the scanner and put my head inside the scanner. Because to my mind, one of the biggest things was the shock value of being sort of put in there on that bed and the, the, the whole scanner is enclosed apart from feet end and head end. Now, it was quite a big thing, actually, that I did that. It really was. Because I put my head in, I'm looking around, I, I'm looking at the size of the scanner itself inside it, I'm looking how smooth it is. It's one of the things, I'm looking to see how smooth it is, and it is incredibly smooth. So there's nothing in there that I can bang my head on. There's nothing in there that can cut me. There's nothing in there that I can hurt myself on. That's a good start because it took away the fear of what, what if this happens? What if that happens? Well, that's not possible. The, the, the cutting, the banging yourself on things, it just can't happen. It's not possible. Um, so again, really did help. Now, again, as I've just mentioned, handing over a CD to the scanning team and saying to them, can you put that CD on for me? And they provided me with a big headset for me to put on and listen to music. It kept me calm. It kept me relaxed because, again... I'm not bothered about the noise of the scanner, but I'll be totally straight. I couldn't care less because I know the noise can't do anything. Um, but having something else to concentrate on, having something I enjoy to listen to, playing in the background, not even in the background, you know, I've got similar to the headset I've got now, to be fair, big headphones, blasting away some decent quality music. It kept that level of concentration elsewhere away from what was actually going on. Again, that helped. Another thing that helped, and it, it was quite quite a strange occurrence, I'm going to be honest with you. But again, it sort of, it to an extent, made me understand that actually the scanner isn't as big and long as you think it is. Because the first time one of the scanning team walked around the back of the, the scanner itself and just very gently reached in and just touched the top of my head. Now, that made me realise if a person's arm and the, the, the member of staff that did it wasn't the tallest, they weren't the biggest person ever, so they didn't have massively long arms, uh, they was able to reach in and you could feel they weren't at full stretch and just touch the top of my head. And I'm thinking... That means it isn't that far to the exit. Again, it, it just gave me that level of, of calmness that made me think, well, do you know what? Actually, yeah, I get this. I understand what, what the story is here. So again, it just took away that other layer of, oh my word, this tube is huge. It's massively long. I'm nowhere near an exit. I am near an exit because... I can see the one by my feet. It's not that far. And hang on, now I know there's one behind my head as well. So I can get out two different directions. 
not a problem. Not a problem at all. Um, so, yeah, again, that was so, so helpful. Uh, and it was kind of, it was an accidental thing that kind of did it. <laughs> it really was. It was an accidental thing. But it worked. It really did work. And lastly, lastly, something that, again, I'll be honest with you, was kind of to trick my brain a little bit. Um, and all it was, was when I was told how long each scam was going to be, undercount. So if I was told a scan is going to be four minutes, for instance, I would count slowly in terms of seconds. So I'm counting each scan. One. Two. Three. Four. And so on. To confuse my brain. When they say at the end of the scan, okay, that scan's complete. We're now on to the next one. Well, that scan's only taken three of the four minutes, maybe three and a half minutes. Doesn't matter. It still took less time. So in my head, I'm going, hang on, I'm not going to be in here for as long as I think I'm going to be in here. So again, it was something that worked for me to confuse myself to the point of saying, yeah, do you know what? This isn't as scary as it seems. It's not that frightening. All of that combined got me to a point where, you know, the longest scan I've had was over an hour. And to be fair, it didn't cause me any problem at all. You know, even when I have the brain scan, I have a cage put over my head, uh, which again, sounds really terrifying. It's not because the cage can't hurt, but I have the cage put over my head. And the way I look at that is that's just another level of safety. That's another thing that's going to protect me should anything happen. So again, that didn't, didn't bother me. It really didn't bother me at all. Um, because again, I'm telling myself and I'm explaining to myself how that is going to protect me and keep me safe should anything go wrong. Now, let's be totally honest. If anything goes wrong in that scanner, I'm not stuck. You are not stuck in that scanner. Even if the bed doesn't move, you're not strapped down. You can crawl out of that scanner. You are not stuck under any stretch of the imagination. You are just not stuck in there. And again, it's something that it, it helped me quite a lot. It really did. It, it's something that, that changed my thought process on um, MRIs. It took away the fear. It took away all the concern, everything. And again, I'm at a point where the letter has turned up, it's hit my doorstep, and I don't care. I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Because I want to know what the story is. Have any of my lesions uh, got any worse? Have any of my lesions kind of just stopped getting worse? Has, you know, has any new ones opened? I'm not going to know until I actually lay there in that scanner and figure this stuff out. Because again, once that's done, it's only blood tests. And then I've 
got my next le- my next lot of treatment. Now again, for myself, I'm on Ocrelizumab, Ocrevus. And yeah, okay, it's it can be. And I, I know I mentioned this in a previous podcast. So I'm not going to go f- too far into it. And it can be a very harsh treatment. But the MRI scan, the blood tests, all of that sort of stuff, what that's there for is to ensure the treatment is correct, it's done properly, and there's nothing anywhere that could potentially cause more of a problem. Now, again, I'm going to be straight. I used to have an absolute phobia of needles, a genuine, genuine phobia of needles. Now, being diagnosed with MS, (laughs) you kind of get used to needles. (laughs) You can't not. It is what it is. Uh, You know, you're going to have to have injections, blood tests and whatever else. Just a fact. Now, there's one real way that actually I got myself, and I'm not even going to say out of the phobia because I don't think I've necessarily cured that. But I've got myself to the point where I'm not bothered about a needle. And I did that by way of just not looking. When they bring a needle over to me, I know what they're going to do. I know where it's going to go. But I don't look at it. Simple as that. I just do not look at it. Because if I look at it, it's real. If I don't look at it, I'm not bothered. And when I'm having treatment, when I'm actually um, plugged in and the infusion's going on for Ocrevus, Now, I've got the needle either in my hand or in my arm. I'll try not to knock my microphone everywhere. (laughs) Um, I've either got it in my hand or in my arm. I prefer it in my hand, I'll be totally honest, because it means I'm able to get on the laptop and do bits and pieces. But I'm not that fast. Um, I try not to look at it. I'll I'll be honest, I try not to look at the the needle when it's in there. I know it's difficult because when I'm on... On my treatment, it's it's around six hours, give or take. But again, I try and block it out by doing other bits and pieces. And I've, I'm quite lucky today. I've had good people to talk to. Uh, the nurses that uh, that deal with my treatment and whatever else have been brilliant, even to the point making cups of tea. You know, everything, even the tiniest little thing can help. And it does. It really, really does. So it is very much at the point now where all the fears, all the phobias that, that I've got, because, I, you know, previous to all of this MS stuff, I've never really been the kind of person that gets involved with anything medical unless I was a first aider and I was helping somebody else. So to get to a point where... I'm getting used to that sort of stuff and figuring out ways of no longer being frightened of it and the rest of that, that, taking all of that sort of stuff away. It's taken time, but actually I'm at a point now where I'm confident going into that stuff. I, I certainly wouldn't say I'm happy about it, but I'm confident. I'm a, quite a a relaxed state of it, which actually is very helpful. It really is. It's very, very helpful because being relaxed about it, again, it, it 
takes away a certain avenue of fear, uh, takes away a certain level of concern and whatever else. And if you're able to, to do that sort of stuff while you're calm, while you're relaxed, it's going to seem a lot less of an issue. Now, again, I know not everyone's the same. I know not, my, my little tricks I've used for MRIs and whatever else are not going to work for everyone. That's just a fact. As, hum, as a human, we're all different. Um, but if you can just, even just one part of that, just be able to use it and twist it to your own needs to kind of help you get through any kind of fear, genuinely, genuinely, it's worthwhile. And I would I would strongly suggest giving that sort of thing a go. Because, again, when you actually take a step back and you look at an MRI scanner, it physically can't hurt you. It can't hurt you. There's nothing there you can hurt yourself on. Is it nice being in an enclosed space like that? No, of course it's not. But is there any kind of ouchie that can come from it not really <laughs> there just there isn't really um i mean i'm to an extent for me i am now i look back at how i was previously and think why didn't i know all this stuff beforehand now i do think it's the kind of knowledge that should be passed out and given out to be able to cut down on the amount of missed scans because i am aware that there is lots, many, many scans go missed, which costs money. And that money, you know, is staff time and whatever else and, and everything else. Uh, and again, I, you know, I'm not going to go into the politics of it all because that's not my place. It's genuinely not my place. But there's got to be better ways. There's got to be better ways. One of those ways, in my opinion, and I, I'm just going to put this one out there, and I have said it previously, but again, it was many shows ago now, so I just want to share it again. For me personally, I just wonder, would it be worth one open scanner being purchased per hospital trust to be used for those that are majorly claustrophobic and can't go into a closed scanner. Don't get me wrong for a brain scan. I totally understand it. You're still going to need the closed scanner. But there's also going to be a large number of scans there that are successful. Based on the fact they're open. Now having been in an open scanner twice. I can say you physically. There is no claustrophobia attached to it. Completely open uh, above you. In front of you. The whole lot. It is comfortable. Even if then transport to that one scanner was provided, potentially that could save a lot of money on missed scans. Because again, they cost money. I'm not going to go into how much because I don't know. But it's, it's just another technique and another thing that could be used to, to improve services and whatever else. And again, I've got to say, I'm not a politician. <laughs> Far from it, I'm not a politician. Um, just my thought process. And somebody better than me would 
probably be able to come up with reasons why, one, it can't work, or two, how it could work. And if that was possible, great, fantastic. But that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, whereabouts are we? Uh, give me just a second. Do you know what? I actually thought I'd probably be lucky to, to do 15 minutes on uh, today's show because it's much later in the day. Really 25 minutes. I'm quite impressed. I'm quite impressed. Um, lastly, today, what I want to talk about is something that, again, and again, I've mentioned it. I have mentioned it. Something that I'm I'm doing to try and um, keep myself going and keep myself ticking over. Things like the gaming YouTube. It's improving to a point now where actually I'm, I feel like I'm getting somewhere with it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm getting somewhere with it. And the reason I want to bring that up is because, again, I think it is so important to have hobbies and things to look forward to. Because being able to look forward in that manner, you, you think to yourself, what am I waking up for today? What am I going to do today? And to wake up and have something in your head and go, right, that's what I've got to do today. That's got to be done. That's really important. It is incredibly important. And even if it is, right, do you know what? All I'm going to do today is I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to do the washing up. doesn't matter what it is. As long as you've got something there that you can feel like you've achieved. And it could be the smallest little thing. Genuinely, the smallest little thing. It doesn't matter. Something is better than nothing. It really is. And for me, the gaming YouTube is something I'm really pushing towards. I'm trying to learn to edit videos. I'm trying to learn everything I can. I'm trying to learn about search engine optimization, SEO, um, everything like that. Because, again, if it's going to help me improve, then it's worthwhile. And again, I'm trying to do it with with this show, you know, for once, actually, I've just carried on talking rather than what I've been doing recently, stopping, going to get a drink, whatever else, come record the next part of the show. I've not needed to, actually. And it's, it's been quite, quite fun. Do you know what? I've quite enjoyed it. Uh, I've set everything up slightly differently. I'm hoping that uh, I'm a bit more visible, uh, not quite so close to my face. And again, it's improving. It's that little level of improvement that it's just worth finding. It really, really is. Well, I think we'll probably call that an end for today. Really appreciate you listening. I will, on the next show, I'm going to explain to you how the scan went. Um, and, yeah, we'll talk soon. Have a good week. Bye-bye.